Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox. This is the other side of the ball alongside me tonight. At least for right now, it's just going to be me and co-host Chris Vera, division manager. Hello, Chris. Welcome aboard. How are you doing? Man, freezing my tail off in New Jersey. Man, what, what got you out there in New Jersey? Work. You know how it goes. Got to follow the dollars. Yeah, I understand that. So sounds like uh, our other co-host, Derek, is a little wrapped up still at the, at the moment in a meeting. Um, but we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off. We've got a little bit of a preview today that we're going to do. Um, we've got our first ever battle of bullhead or battle for bullhead going on this weekend in bullhead, Arizona on saturday and sunday bullhead city arizona saturday and sunday um it is a up to i believe 16 team tournament is that correct i believe so it is uh well actually i think it's 12 teams 12 teams 12 teams is what we have okay yeah okay so i knew i knew they were allowing up to 16 looks like we have 12 it's gonna be a 12 team uh tournament starts on saturday um and then if I'm not mistaken, those are going to be 20 minute games. Each team will kind of play each other in a round robin format. And then the top three or four will advance and everybody else will play to play their way in um, on Sunday as well. Um, and then Sunday will culminate with the championship of that rolling right into our first ever fall brawl championship. That's going to be the... Las Vegas Kryptonite versus the Pit Bosses, um, a legend team out of the A7FL Nevada, a legacy team out of the A7FL Nevada, going against a first-year team that we weren't real sure what we were going to have uh, with them coming into the season. Um, they were kind of better known as a flag football team, and uh, but made the transition over here to A7. And I myself will say, They've made that transition quite well, I think. Okay, so I would agree with you. And I was just going to say it's a rematch as well. So it's going to be interesting to watch those two those two teams go at it again. Yes, and, and hopefully this time um, all excuses will be aside because uh, as my understanding, both teams will be absolutely full strength. So we'll get to see exactly what those two rosters have going up against each other and we'll be able to put to rest at the end of that one um which team at least for now can hold on to the bragging rights of being the better team in vegas for the a7fl yeah you know what there's always going to be some strife going on there's always going to be some beef going on there's always going to be something going on so it will be nice for them to uh to finally put it to rest for for now we both know that that's not going to last. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch. 
Uh, like you said, though, it's, it's kind of nice to um, see what's going to happen and kind of play with it a little bit. Let's see. Let's see what uh, what team decides to show up for um, for the pit bosses and what team show, decides to show up for Kryptonite, because I, I, I don't know if you paid attention last weekend for uh, Kryptonite. Um, I was a little surprised at their team that came out. What I mean by that is we, we saw them really put it the screws to a couple of teams, but last weekend just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it, it really wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, it felt like they were not quite firing on the cylinders we had seen them be firing on before, um, but they still seemed to overpower and uh, really put the foot down in the end against uh, OTT. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, we're talking about a team that realistically didn't have Savion, didn't have G for the first half. And when they came in, what's the first thing Savion did, does? He steps on the field and takes it back for a touchdown. Right, so, absolutely. Something to think about. Yep, and and the speed is there on both sides for the Kryptonite and for the Pit Bosses as well. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, three-on-one uh, strategies we might see uh, coming into this game to try to stop and offset that speed that you know both teams are going to bring probably their speediest guys to the backfield just to try to take advantage of that untimed down because that untimed down, at least to me, seems like it's going to mean more in the championship than it's ever meant this season. Well, I think that um, when you have these two teams that have, you know, they have a little bit of speed, these guys know how to play the game. It's interesting to watch. Um, I think that uh, when we start to look at, when we start to break these two teams down, the biggest thing that I can see the difference is, is that realistically, um, the thing that I really like about Kryptonite is they really have two starting quarterbacks. When you look at Smooth and you look at um, number 20, I'm, I apologize, I can't remember his name, the, the kick and play. He can flat out play. So when I look at these two quarterbacks, you you kind of look at these two guys and you you say, okay, what are they going to give you? When I look at um, the pit bosses, they have two quarterbacks too. But I really think that um, Trey is the, the better out of the two. Um, and no knock, no knock whatsoever about any player on the field because some these guys are, are all athletes. But – when I start to take a break or start to break them down and really look at the, uh, the two teams, the uh, there's really not a drop off when you're talking about the two quarterbacks from kryptonite. Oh yeah. So, no. And, 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 and you're talking number down as well. Yeah. You were talking number 20. That's, that's Scott Hamilton scooter. He's also a tight yep. end and an offensive lineman. So that tells you how big that man is. And he's, yeah, he's, we saw him get taken down. That was kind of surprising to me in the game is that we actually saw him get tackled in the game against OTT. I don't believe we had seen anybody really take him down. He had been more or less called down because of, you know, forward progress being stopped, but nobody had, by my re recollection anyway, had actually taken him to the ground. And we actually saw the big man go to the ground a few times. And that was surprising. I mean, there's a lot that's been going on inside this game. And 
you know, you, you always talk about the games inside the games. And when I look at the, uh, the offensive line with him playing offensive line as well, um, yeah, man, I, I just, I want to take a step back and look at these two teams and just, you know, play it out in my mind, which team has the edge over the other. And right now I could look at position by position and say, yes, there are some instances, if you will, where there's, you know, I, I've got to give it to one team or the other. But bottom line, if I was to do that, and let's say that there was 10 different instances, it, it would almost match up five on five. So it's a it's a very evenly yeah. matched game. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, the end, end of the game, it should be tied. We all know that's that's not real. You know, that's that's not what happens and that right. teams find ways to win. But I can honestly tell you, this game will come down to this and I'm going to predict it and I'm going to say it'll come down to the team that that does the um, or excuse me, that has the least amount of mistakes. Yep. I That's think, who the winner I think you're will absolutely, be. Yep. I think you're absolutely right with that um, because both of these teams in order to do what they need to do have to almost play mistake free to be able to do what they want and get the game to play the way they want it to. So it's going to be the one that can make the least of those um, to win the game. Absolutely. And I think it's going to come down to somebody missing an extra point, whether they, whether it's missing the go for one or it's the decision to go for two over going for one and then not converting. Um, I think that's going to be absolutely spot on. Um, I don't see this being a blowout one way or the other. No, I think that um, the pit bosses learned from their mistake in the first time that they played them. And I think that it, it, it really, when I start to look at the way that these two teams are evenly matched and what they're capable of, because I think that, um, you know, if I was to take a step back and look at the two defenses, both, both are, well, their defenses are very stout. When I take a look at their offenses, both of them can be, um, you know, high powered offenses and, and um, explosive offenses. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this thing breaks down. And I've, I've been trying because I know, I know when Derek comes back on, he's going to be like, okay, so who do you think is going to win the game right now? I can't pick it. Yeah. I was, right I was going to say I'm having a hard time trying to pick it. You know, um, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because online in groups, I'll pick a game one way or the other. Um, and a lot of people need to understand that for me, that's me just trying to bring attention and trying to get a conversation started. Um, that's not necessarily what I think. Like this game, I think last week I predicted the pit bosses and the kryptonite would be in the championship and it would be 55 to 48 pit bosses. And a lot of the kryptonite players and had tagged Vince and look, this cat's saying this again, da, 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 da. Well, I pulled Vince to the side last, last weekend and kind of talked to him a little bit. And it's not that I have a pit bosses mentality. That's not even like, and that's what he said. He goes, you're in a position, you have to have an A7 FL mentality. And to me, it seems like this was him. He said to me, it seems like you have that pit bosses mentality and you got to get out of that. I said, it's not that I have a pit bosses mentality. It's that they are a legacy team. So they do get just a little bit more respect. But I did tell Vince, and I wish I would have been on the podcast last weekend because I did tell him that if he brought the team that he brought and beat the pit bosses with, went into the playoffs, 
and made the championship game that he would have well earned and deserved all of my respect and earned it and that I would give it to him and I'd be the first one to stand up and tell him that. Um, and so, and with that said, he has, and that team has, they, they've got my respect to me right now. It, it, it is the pit bosses, the kryptonite, you know, and of course you've got to give going into spring, you've got to give the force a little bit of credit there because they're the champs. So I think, but I think those are going to be your top three, teams that are going to be the two beat teams going into spring for sure. Well, and I'll put it to you this way. You said what? 50, 51, 48, something like 55, that. 55, 48. Okay. Well, here's something to think about when we're talking NFL teams, it's an automatic three points for the home team, right? Right. <clears throat> so when you think about it, then we could say it's an automatic three points for legacy teams been right. there done that right so let's let's take a look at this as a reality now i've had people i've had guys tell me oh you're you're a pit boss guy that's your team i don't have a team let's be real yeah i'm the division manager i don't have a team i don't even have favorites my favorite team are every team in this in this division why because I want to see iron sharpen iron. I want to see these guys get after it. I want to see these guys go after what they're trying to do. And if we could have a um, Vegas on Vegas championship, dude, I would love that. Oh, hell yes. We all know that's not going to happen. We no. all know that's not going to happen. We know that is not a possibility. So when I sit here and I think about it, every team out there, I'm walking your sidelines. You can ask any player. If you ask me a question, I'm telling you, I don't care who you play for. Why? Because I want to see every team out there win. And yeah, call me a homer, call me whatever you want. The fact of the matter is when I go out there and I see these kids playing, I got to call them kids because hell, half the half the rosters on both teams, on every team, young enough to be my friggin' sons. And so I love to see these guys out here playing this game like the men they are. And I challenge to be that. Challenge every one of them to be exactly that. Be a man. Step up. Show us what you can do. Because that's exactly what it comes down to. So when I see these guys out here doing what they're doing, I got a lot of pride in it. I, yeah, my chest comes out yeah. a little bit. Because I'm watching yeah. these guys, these kids out here playing a game that if my body was willing, I'd be out there playing right now. I love this game. And so nothing means more to me than football. So when I sit there and I watch these guys battling, battling, I told the guys from OTT last week, I said, hey, keep your heads up. No matter what happens in this game, keep your heads up. Yeah, you don't have your coach. You don't have your number one player. Don't matter. Keep your heads up. And at halftime, that game was close. Yes, it was. <laughs> so whenever you come out, and I would tell any team this, heart, Heart is what takes you to where you want to be in the next level. You could have all the physical attributes that you want. Heart is what separates one team from another. And if you could come out and play with heart, play as a team, you're going to show the other team something they may not have. And so even in Sunday's game for the championship, the bottom line is who's got the most heart? 
Absolutely. You can't and come I, out. You can't come out complaining about the refs, complaining about this, complaining about absolutely you didn't get not. this or you didn't have that. No, man, come out and play the damn game the way it's meant to right. be played. Come out and let your chips fall where they may because you played your ass off, not because you didn't get a call that went your that didn't that did or didn't go your way. I could care less. Right. Or absolutely. excuse me. The, the right way to say that I couldn't care less right. because I, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right with that. And, you know, like that was like two weeks ago when I went, I made that prediction and it was 55, 47. And that was just kind of to, to stir the pot a little bit and get people talking and to see what everybody else would think. Cause everybody else was like, Ooh, I don't know. I can't really pick this. I just picked it to pick it. But actually after watching the games last weekend, it's going to come down to who has the ball left, who has the ball last and can score last. That's what it's going to come down to. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be the pit bosses or the kryptonite to win. I'm going to say show up in Bullhead City, pay that money, come in and watch these guys ball out and put their hearts on the line and their bodies on the line and put on a fantastic show for all the fans. Well, I mean, that's exactly what we need in this game. And the, the reality of it is you got two teams that want it. You got two teams that are trying to prove to one another who's the better team for the fall. And so, you know, when I stop and I think about that, you've got to let that resonate a little bit too, because this is not, this is not just about the championship game. This is about respect. This is about two teams coming out and fighting one another the way they know they can. And when you stop and you think about that for a minute, you know, I'll I'll put it to the play of this. As an individual, when you were in grade school and, you know, PE rolls around and you want to go out there and show your boys, yeah, I can play basketball. That's what this is like. I'm coming out to show you that I can do this. And by one way or another, I'm going to get your respect at the end of the day. And that's truly what this comes down to be. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be an absolutely game. Yep. Absolutely a game of respect and understanding. And especially for yeah. these two teams. I mean, anybody who pays even a little bit of attention to the A7FL players group or any of the groups that these guys are in, you see the chatter that goes back and forth between these two teams, especially. Um these two teams are ready for the rematch. I think the fans are ready for the rematch. I think all the staff is ready for the rematch, but I think these teams more than anybody are ready for that rematch because even though the kryptonite feel like, I think they feel like they did what they said they could do against them. I feel the pit bosses feel they left something on the table and have something left to prove. And I feel they're going to come out this weekend and try to do just that. Well, in all honesty, I hope they do. I hope they come out and they say, look, we're going to come out, punch you in the mouth and see what you got. You know, because that's, that's exactly what it takes to do some of this stuff. You got to come out, punch the other team in the mouth and call them out. What you got, you know, that's what these games are all about. And, you know, I'm, I'll be the first one to sit here and look at it and tell you. I love this this rematch, and I love the situation that these two teams are in because I don't think they're, they match. There's a better matchup 
between teams except these two. Now, granted, okay, if I wanted to to really put one up on, on one one team or the other, I might take Savion and put him on one of the one of the two, you know, whether it be the pit bosses or whether it be the uh, kryptonite oh. that would take them over the edge. Oh. But what I'm saying is that's how closely matched these two teams are. Yeah, yeah. That's how absolutely. closely matched these these quarterbacks, these running backs, these defensive lines, the secondaries, the whole mind. They're out there balling. And so yeah. anybody who's listening to the podcast that wants to see a game, a game. Yeah. All right. Get that, <laughs> get that in your head. A game. A on game. Sunday, yeah. You better be watching on Sunday because I guarantee you there will be a game on Sunday. This isn't going to be one team walking over the other. No. And there's going to be more. Had, there's going to be more than just I one game. Their chance. When I say, and when I say this, Krypton, when I say Krypton and I had their chance, it isn't a negative. Krypton and I had their chance in them earlier this year and they proved to them. So now you're talking about pit bosses saying, come on, man. We saw that. We got you. Let us show you what we have now. Yeah. We ain't going to let that happen again. I think, <laughs> exactly. I don't think this is going to be one of those oh, well, pit bosses are just going to roll over and it's going to be an easy game. Oh, hell no. They're going to scrap for every every yard is oh, yeah. going to be hard, hard fought. Every oh. yard, watch. On both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. Every yard is going to be hard fought. I mean, this is going oh, to yeah. be probably some of the hardest hitting action that we've seen all season long, other than in the first matchup where we saw these two teams. Yep, they just got to keep it on the field. Yep. Cooler heads will prevail. And the fact of the matter is you do have two teams where, you know, they're going to start talking and John with each other. And it really oh, yeah. comes down to who's going to keep their composure. Yep. I Bottom think you line. said that perfectly. Yeah. It's going to come down to composure and who can keep it. Um, yeah. And I mean, I know, honestly, this game and looking at it, if you ask me right now, who's going to win it? Like I said, I couldn't tell you. I'm going to say it's going to be who has the ball last and who scores last and i'll tell you right now either way i am absolutely thrilled with the outcome because i was happy to see this game the first time i'm excited to see this game the second time all right so i've got to play Derek a little bit since he ain't here to play himself so i'll say it who do you who do you have I know you said you can't call Damn it. it. I'm, I'm going to put myself in the same position. Who do you have? Damn it. I mean, you know what? Damn it's not playing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Damn it's not playing. <laughs> damn you, Chris. Um, damn you, Derek, for making Chris play this position. Damn you. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, I even hate to say the underdog because you can't say there's an underdog your dog in this game um but i don't know something is just telling me that the pit bosses are going in with that underdog type of mentality they're going to have a little more to prove and at the end of the game they're going to be the one up by one man you put a score to i mean you didn't put a score to it you put a point differential to it and that's more than i got um Man, this this is uh you know I, I threw it out to you first so that way I can really kind of try to wrap my head around it. But I've been trying to do that for the last right week. Yeah, and I've, 
I haven't wrapped is, my head around it yet. So no, reality <laughs> is I'm having a hell of a time trying to wrap my head around this. So I think that it, it really comes down to this, and that, and I'll say it again: the team that makes the least amount of mistakes, that's my winner. Yeah. So that being said, I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with what my heart's telling me when I say the least amount of mistakes. And trust me when I say, I'm not down in snow in this at all. But Bartley is a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, sir. And I've got to give it to my boy. I have much respect for that man, much love for that man. And I think that when he's coaching, you've got two or three times that you can get him. And then he's going to coach that out of his players. And that's where the, the, where it changes. So right. I'm, I'm going to be we're... with you. I'm going to say pit bosses, but I can't put a score to it. I can't say they're going to win by one, by two, by 10. I, I don't know. I just, my, my heart is telling me right now that I've got to go with the pit bosses. Now, keep in mind, Vince, no knock to you, no yeah, knock exactly. to tonight whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Not not one so ever, but I, I just I, I just gotta take a, a step back and I gotta say, okay, if the teams are evenly matched, where can I go to give one team the edge? And right now I gotta go to coaching. And again, it's not a knock. It's just the fact that I think Bartley coaches his team in a different manner and a different way that takes him to a different level. So I've got to go right. with with Bartley. And, and the pit bosses, because I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, he makes more of a, a, a call because this, that, that's what this is going to come down to. Let's not, let's not, you know, mess with each other or, or the game. Let's understand this. This is the one time in these games where I take a step back at what, and I look at what uh, Cody said to us, and I look at what some of the guys from the East coast talk about when they say, you know, we've got player coaches. We don't feel that, that maybe it's necessary to have a coach, a real coach. I get that, but this is the time that I think coaching matters. Just me, just yeah. me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not toting anybody's flag. I'm not saying no. anything. This is just me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, you know what? I mean, and I want to say this too, because you know, I know certain people will listen to this and they'll say, well, see, there you go. You guys have that pit bosses mentality. You guys are pit bosses fans. You guys are blah, 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 whatever. If that was the absolute case, I would have called that pit bosses by 35. I called it pit bosses by one because I respect the kryptonite and love what they have done this season and know that they are a force to be reckoned with and they're not playing no games. So Bartley is going to have to bring his A game. And with saying that, as you said, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He knows how to bring that A game when that A game matters. Well, if we want, let's go back to, you know, I wish we could go back to when we, Pit Bosses and, and Crypt and I first met up. Because if you remember, I think all of us said the same thing. What Kryptonite team are we getting? If it's yep. the Kryptonite team that had the players 
we thought that it was going to be a good game. Yep. And it wound up being a really good game. And they wound up putting the screws to the pit bosses. Yes, they did. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a pit bosses guy. But what I challenge, I challenge every single player on the kryptonite, including Vince, to sit in our situation and say one team is better than the other. Yeah, it's hard to do. <laughs> Very hard. That's for sure. Especially when Very you don't even wrap your heart, your head around what's getting ready to happen this weekend. Like, just that game alone has got so much intertwined with it. Um, players that are playing, you know, whether they're players that played in the spring on a different team that have joined the Kryptonite or have joined the pit bosses and we've seen what those combinations of different players have done to make each team better like that alone and then now we've got the tournament too like we've barely even dipped into the ten thousand dollar tournament like this ten thousand dollar tournament's got 12 teams i guess now is that right by your understanding 12 teams and and are any of those teams do you know are they officially like full-on like a7 squads like is it going to be like ott gold insomniacs and then maybe some other teams from some other areas or do we know what those teams are structured like um i can tell you some of what i know okay i can't tell you all of what i know and the reason i can't tell you all of what i know because i've been asked not to say okay all of what i know um i'm more than one side by the way okay well you know more than i know already because i literally know absolutely nothing so anything that you can give me and the rest of the podcast would be amazing to prepare us for what we're gonna get into on saturday and sunday well i'll throw my i'll throw my hat in the ring a little bit and i'll tell you this much I was asked to coach and I said, yes. Oh, hell yes. There is a team that I will be coaching. Ooh. And helping out. Watch out. Um, There are some things that, you know, when you are a guy that's played in eight on eight for so long and played football and you don't get to my age, without being able to see a thing or two and i i really want to see um the offense play out i'm not a big defensive guy um yeah i can i can do different things with it but this is seven on seven you're playing man there there really is no zone to play in this league you really are caught up playing man and so with that being said um there's a lot that goes on in my mind to put a lot of pressure on defenses. And so when I was asked about this, I had to think about it because my duty is to a seven FL first and foremost, but this is the tournament that we're talking about, not the playoffs, the tournament. And so when I kind of thought about it and talked about it, I'm like, ah, yeah, why not? Why not? Let me put my money where my mouth is. 
and let me show what I can do. So there's there's a lot of stuff in my in the back of my mind that's that we'll see. You know, as long as they still want me, you'll see on you'll see this weekend. And there's some stuff that might surprise a few people on how it's run. Um, this is just me being me. So you know. I'm not saying anything negative about any team out there. I won't talk bad about any team out there because you don't know. But what I will tell you is that when it comes to the things that I look at and the things that I see on the, on the field, man, I'm going to have some fun. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to have some right. fun. Right. Absolutely. And to see you out there on the field coaching, that's going to be, I mean, I've been waiting. I know you've, went to certain practices because you've been asked to by coaches and you've tried to help out where you can to see you actually be on the sideline, a full game coaching in that capacity is going to be, of course, me seeing you in a new role is going to be interesting, but I think it's going to be fun and exciting because I know the kind of sort of the mind you have from listening to you talk and hearing how you and Derek talk about football. So I think I think you've got some very interesting things that you're going to bring to the table that are going to shock a lot of people. That's for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of a uh, couple of different ways we're going to line up. That's I think is going to be different from what most people are used to seeing. And we are going to, and I have no problem with saying it. There are going to be a couple of rules that that are going to be, how can we say it, uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick, nicely. Yes put <laughs> Belichick. Put. we're gonna build Belichick a couple of rules so <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with those and um a couple of ideas that I got this out there so but you know I'm looking forward to this and and this this battle of bullhead is is uh you know you, dude you're talking 10 grand right this isn't something to be taken lightly this is ten thousand no. dollars that's why I'm wondering like do we have do we know if we have any teams coming from like say Utah I, or from California I don't, or... I don't know I don't know <laughs> you get you know Derek would be the best one to ask on that and it, it, it's kind of funny that he's not on yet after I know you know he said he get, what did he tell what did he say in his text oh I'm just going to be a little late dude we're going we're we're about 20 minutes away from being an hour late there bro we, yeah. we need some answers <laughs> um, I right? don't know where these teams are coming from and I'm, I'm kind of uh I'll be the first one to tell you I'm kind of nervous right. um, because I, I mean, I've heard some rumblings, but I don't have anything to substantiate it. So right. I don't know. Have, I don't have know you what's going to come out of these. Have you heard any rumblings that maybe a uh, dormant Western champion might put their ring, their hat in the ring for 10 grand? You know what? Um that in itself is a damn good question because I don't know. I don't know for sure. I've heard. Wouldn't that be interesting I, to see the force come out and show what they've been doing in the lab while not playing in the fall and kind well, of showcase it, it in, in a tournament like that. It, it is. It is interesting that you bring that up for this reason, because, you know, Troy took a, a, a different position with the uh, a seven here recently. Yes, and he did it's the first time I've heard from Troy and it's like, wait a minute, you guys coming out of the slumber? Is there anything else we should be worried about? Right. And I don't have that answer for you, man. I really don't. I mean, 
I would love to break something on this right now and break it wide open, but I have nothing. And I know. It's driving we're, me nuts. We're, we're the place that drops bombs. And the bomb that we've dropped so far is that Chris Ware is going to be on the sideline coaching, which is a yeah. bomb, which is a bomb. Absolutely. But Derek, where are you at? Like, <laughs> we need more bombs, Mr. Bomb Dropper. I listened to the podcast you did without me last weekend. That was it was awesome. I, I sat back and actually enjoyed that one. Um, I just had some things that were going on and felt like at a certain point in time I had wasted everybody's time and was like, okay, fine, we'll do it in a, we'll do it tomorrow. I went and took a shower and got ready for bed and come out and got in bed and grabbed my phone and everybody's on a podcast. And I'm like Everybody's yeah, asleep in my house. In <laughs> yeah, I know. I me there. and you, me and you weren't in there. Um, it was Derek, Chris, Vince, and or Derek, Vince, uh, Bartley, and Ray. Yeah. So man, I would have been all, in there had I they, known. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, there's just I had I I had certain routines and like my kids were already by by nine. 30 asleep and my wife was asleep and I don't have anywhere really quiet I can go to do a podcast unless they're not in the house I'll let you in on a a little secret of a 51 year old man I get up at 4 a.m to go to the gym so when you're talking about being you know on a podcast past 10 o'clock oh yeah I'm now cutting into my sleeping time and yeah. that's not always conducive for me. Right. So well, I'll be the first one to line that up and say, yeah, that might be why I didn't get told about it. Because my he, he could have texted me. My ass was sleeping. I'm not going right? to lie. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, when I'm working out at the gym, all of you are sleeping. Most of the time. So, uh, now, I, I do have a little nine-month-old son. And he does love to wake up at about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and stay up till about 4 or 5 and then go back to sleep. <laughs> so a lot of times I do find myself up at 3 or 4 in the morning and really no sleep after that. Well, you know what, man? <laughs> For me, it's it's one of those things. Get it in while I can. I mean, look, um, God bless her. My mother just turned 81 on Sunday. And this is a woman that, that told, has told me time and time again, use it or lose it. You better take your ass to the gym. Cause if you don't, you're not going to be able you, you, when you reach my age, hopefully I do. But when you reach my age, you ain't, you ain't gonna be able to walk. So I take that. I don't take that lightly and I definitely don't take it for granted, you know? So I try to get my, my workouts in and, you know, maybe that's also why people, I was uh, talking to at, here, here's a perfect example. I'm in New Jersey. Everybody that I'm at the bar with, they're not from New Jersey. They're all from all over. And I just happened to walk in today and, or this evening, and I have on my A7FL beanie. And some guy comes over and sits down. I haven't taken it off yet. He comes over and sits down next to me. And he looks at me and he's like, how you doing? So I'm good. He looks up and he goes, man, you're playing A7FL? And I said, you know about A7FL? He goes, hell yeah, I watch it all the time. So that tells you how this thing is growing. But I said, man, I'm too old to be playing A7FL. He goes, come on, what are you, early 40s? And I was like, man, I'm early 50s. We were the same damn age. Oh, wow. But that tells you that, you know, when you 
uh, a guy that is trying, because I don't say I take care of my body. I'm trying to take care of my body. I'm trying to do the things I need to do. Right. We're but all trying. The, <laughs> yes. The difference between me and the guy that, let me tell you, he's, uh, you know, hopefully he ain't listening to the podcast, a little pudgy around the midsection. But anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> we were the exact same age. I mean, he's going to be 52 this year, just like me. The bottom line is A7FL is growing. People are watching. People are out here on the East Coast coming from other parts of the East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, and they're talking about A7FL. So we've got to keep that in mind. We've got to, you know, understand that we're branching out. We're reaching out to people that might not be fans right now, but the fan base is growing. So oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. That's like why. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll I, tell you my thought. Afterwards. I was I was going to say I I just started a new job this week. Um, yesterday was my first day, and I walked in yesterday and I had my A seven FL hoodie on, had my beanie on under it because it was cold. And I walk in there, and like the first five people looked at me and they were like, "A seven FL, how are you involved with that?" Because I mean, you look at me. Obviously, I don't play football especially not no pads no helmet tackle <laughs> you can tell that by looking at me um and i'm like no i'm actually right now i'm the commissioner of the division but i was actually play-by-play commentator in the spring last spring when they started it and they're like oh yeah when the season start and i said well it starts march 26th but right now we're in our fall season getting ready to finish it up in bullhead i may have just sold a few tickets to bullhead they may i think they're looking on eventbrite for tickets to see because they're interested they've seen us on fox they've heard about us around town and they're interested to see it and knowing that it's on a weekend and we have weekends off <laughs> they're they're ready to come out and watch us play some football and watch what we do so it absolutely is growing and people do know about it. They just see the logo and they're like, Hey, how are you involved? Yeah. I mean, the guy, one guy told, he's like, he's like, I've heard, you know, when he's talking about it and he's, he's telling me, yeah, I know about the guys out here. Where are you guys located? And I said, in Las Vegas. And he's like, I didn't know there's teams out on the West coast already. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at this thing. And even when we're talking about the uh, battle for bullhead, which we got to hit on that a little bit more. Um, you know, when you look at teams having an opportunity to win 10 grand and you're looking at teams that are what, maybe 20, 20 guys deep. I mean, 10 grand's a, a good little take for playing in a, in a tournament for two days. So, I mean, we've got to understand the fact of what we're putting together. We've got to understand the fact of, of what's going on out there and how teams are coming together and playing very well. You know, um, I got I to gotta, you know, kind of, um, I, I don't want to say put them under the, the, uh, the thumb a little bit because it's the wrong thing to do. And I think that, that Corey and the, the rest of the guys on the East Coast are starting to stand up and take notice. Vegas is no joke. Oh, absolutely not. You know, Big Rob, Big Rob was was down in us at the beginning and and oh, yeah. saying some stuff. And I, I think that his even his his uh you know 
tune has changed as far as the talent that is out here. Because, I mean, let's face it, he's seen some decent talent. And he's seen some, you know, there's some really good individual players. But I still, I think we're still, uh, even for Vegas, I think we're probably about, you know, on a 10-layer on a cake, we're probably about only six layers deep in yep. reality. I think right. there's some other layers of, of players that could be playing in this league oh. that um, we might even see right. out at the, uh, you know, the battle for, bull, for, for Bullhead. I mean, you just never know when these guys are going to step up. You got guys that are, are JUCO players that don't think they're going to make it to uh, D1. And they're, they're looking for other ways to get into different things for football. Very easily can make it out to our league. You know, oh. right now the XFL has got that, that pub. And, you know, we've seen some of these others that, that the USFL have got their pub. But you don't know what's going to happen with this. And you start getting, um, you start getting people out there to watch us. You start getting uh, people out there that are paying attention to us. And all of a sudden, you start getting those call-ups. And that's what separates, you know, the two. Now, are we seeing that in other divisions? Probably. I don't know. I personally don't know. I can't sit here and say yes or no to that. Um, my guess would be yes. But the fact of the matter is, this is no longer, in my eyes, the good old, you know, uh, oh, well, you know, the armchair athlete's going to come out and play. Oh, no, I, no, absolutely I not. I literally had a conversation with some of the guys that I play. Um, you know, we, we're, we're doing <clears throat> the fantasy league with. And they're like, oh, can we put a team in it? I said, uh, you might want to watch it before you think about putting a team in. Because this isn't flag. You yeah, know, not like you not. guys know it now. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't what you would consider that type of football. You might want to watch it. So they watched it, and all of a sudden, all my texts changed. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, hell no. I thought you were talking about, you know, oh, it was some, you know, league that we could get involved in. They're like, oh, hell, that's way over our heads. And I'm like, you guys got to stop. You know, perception's got to change. Yeah, even yeah. in Vegas, perception's got to change on what uh, semi-pro, quote-unquote, is and, and all this other right. stuff. This is not that. Get that out of your heads. Every fan that's, that's listening to me, every fan that has a, that's come out and watched our games already knows. But if you are not one of those people and you're hearing this podcast for the first time, turn on the TV and watch these guys play. I mean, I've, I said it to a gentleman today. I said, you want to see what speed is. Sadie on Cunningham. Yes. When he took that, 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 uh, the kick out, the throw off back for the touchdown. All I yes. did, I was standing on the sidelines and I started to run with him. And in about three steps, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not, I'm not even going to be any close <laughs> or anybody else for that matter. You're right. Go ahead. Do your yeah. thing, boy, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know for a fact, but I would say Savion is between four, three, four, two and four, three speed. Oh, I was, the I was going to say every time I've seen him, I've went. That's got to be four, three speed. Like people are going, what's his four time? What's his 40 time? I'm sitting there going, I guarantee you it's four three. Have you do you see what he's doing? That that's gotta be four three speed. Well, let's put it that's... this way. Anybody who's <laughs> listening and wondering and asking the same question, I'll put it to you like this. The flash would watch that man run and go, damn, he's fast. If that yes, answers your question. Yes, he would the he flash would. himself would be like, damn. So 
I can honestly sit here and tell you, seeing it the f- on TV, one thing. Seeing you it from the sidelines. The, the Flash would look at him and say, that's my son. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> if not his grandbaby, I mean that. <laughs> right. That kid, look, that kid isn't just fast. But you saw when he caught that ball and he put a double move on that outside the 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 um contained guy that was pressing him to the sidelines took one friggin step in Savion went right back to the outside and was gone that tells you how fast that kid is that is not a play that everybody can make oh because you can't get up to your top speed to hit that corner like that he knew he was hemmed in he took one step inside he watched the defender take the step inside he went right back outside and was gone. Absolutely. And it's not even, and, and the way you describe that, it's not even the fact that he's fast and he's got speed. He's also very well balanced on his feet when he's moving and he's making those cuts. He doesn't ever seem to find himself off center. He always seems to be center of balance, center of gravity, making the quickest moves he can. And he doesn't ever seem to lose that. The kid is is low to the ground, low center of gravity, and he is always in balance when he's running, which I haven't asked him flat out, but it would make me think he ran track. But the bottom line is, whether he did or whether it was all just backyard ball for him, the kid is no joke. Yeah, no, he's got he's he's got a track background. Um, actually, when he was on a podcast, it may have been between before you became a co-host, but he was on a podcast as a guest. Um, him and Deepak were, I believe, and he said that he was a he was actually a track leap before that before he even got into football, and said something I believe on that podcast. I think he said that he actually had a full ride scholarship to a college on uh academic and track not on football no actually i was on that podcast thank you for reminding me and he was uh it's all academic no athletic at all okay there you go so here you have a what i would consider a renaissance man kid that's smart full ride academics but is also an athlete so put to rest all those things about geeks and everything and that that they can't play uh, sports. Here's a kid that would probably beat you out on the track and then uh, beat you in the classroom right after that, just to put icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I wouldn't disagree with that. And he's a good kid, man. Yes, he is. You ever, you you have a conversation with that kid and you, you see what a good kid he is. Right. And I've got to say the same thing about Pac because a lot of people give him grief with him talking on the on the football field. But you know, when I look at when I hear what he's saying and the stuff that he does, keep in mind, man, th- this kid's got heart. Yeah, that's all that kid is. It's heart. He wants to bring it. He wants his his team to bring it, and he wants his team to exuberate that heart that he has. And I don't think they always do. 
and it's not a knock, man. Again, right. nothing I say is a knock to anyone. All right. I'm saying is I am sitting outside of your box, watching what's going on, listening from the sidelines, listening to your coaches, listening to the players, and listening to what's happening on the sidelines. I mean, what's happening on the field, and not just from the standpoint of you guys playing each other, but the talk that's going on, everything. I've got a um, a full line on what's happening. And, uh, you know, anybody who knows me, I don't give out props like pancakes or like water. If I'm giving you your props, it's because you're doing something right. And I see a kid that's got a lot of heart and wants to be out there playing for his team. I mean, you don't come out there and play with separated shoulder. You don't come out there and play injured for no man unless you got heart and you're trying to show that heart to your team. And right. I wish more people would, would take up that heart and understand what some of these plays are about because I see a lot of that in a lot of these guys. And, yeah, I'm hard on them. You know, stop talking. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are because that means you can give us money. That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. You know, shut up. I don't want to hear anymore. We're going to start throwing flags. And I tell the referees, start throwing them. Yeah, I'm hard on them because this is a man's game. And, you know, I don't want to see, and I, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Come out oh. and play like a man. Don't come out and play like a kid. You know, you got problems? Leave those damn problems at home, man. This is, this is about football. Right. And joining us. Now on the call is our other guest host. Um, his name Derek Duncan Double D, the division owner of Nevada and minor league Hall of Famer. Welcome aboard the call, Derek. Guest host, really? <laughs> 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 I dig it. I dig it. How you guys doing? How's the show going so far? Well, we were kind of just going. trying to carry it along for a little bit here to to get you till we could get Having you on, on board. We were we were trying to uh, talk Battle of Bullhead and realize that none of us really know what the hell we're talking about, and we needed you on board to uh, kind of give us some insights on what well, you could. Hold on, Casey. Not that we didn't know what we're talking about, but more or less that we don't know the teams that right. are involved in yes. the Battle of Bullhead. He yeah. asked the question: Do we have any uh, A7FL full teams coming out to play? And then I dropped a little bomb and said I was asked to coach a team. And because it's the for a tournament, I told them yes. So that's where we left off. Hey, hold on. Do you pick your speaking Chinese? Your your uh, connection isn't the greatest. Yep. We're losing the on connection there for a minute. Maybe he can get that corrected. Uh, 
damn, this sounds like when I used to talk to my grandfather. My grandfather used to have one of them old um, hearing aids. Yeah. And he was he was a little bit of an asshole. So I used to mess with him <laughs> when I was little. And I would oh. walk in the room and I'd be like, hey, grandpa, you know how much I want to say to you today? And he would get so mad at me. Because <laughs> oh, it was one man. of those ones that they had to adjust. And yeah. he gets so mad at me. He kicked me out. He kicked me out half the time. Go back outside and play with the cousins. But anyway, <laughs> that's the way D uh, sounded. And yes, that, that was messed yeah. up with me. And I'm, Grandpa, I'm sorry. I know you're up in heaven, probably looking <laughs> down at me thinking, yeah, I want to kick your little butt, kid. But anyway, um, hopefully D could get back on with us and we could uh, have the conversation. All right. So I'm about to step on an elevator. So give me 20 seconds to get up the elevator and then we'll see if I got a better signal when I get there. There you go. All right. You sound good, good right now, though, good. just so you know. Yeah, you sound good. But anyway, so for this uh, this battle, man, um, I talked my wife into it. We're heading out there on Friday. So, Casey, I don't know if you're heading oh, out yeah. there, too, but I'll be out there Friday night. Uh, I found out where the uh, where the stadium's at and everything. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're we're it's going to be a little getaway for me and the wife. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But um I can't say enough about this, man. I, I, I really love the fact of the opportunity to uh, coach. I love the fact of the opportunity to watch these teams go at it because, uh, you know, when you're talking tournament, man, all bets are out, all, all bets are off. Everything's out the window, man. It's time to put up a shut, put up a shut up. So right. I'm really looking forward to it. And I will say, I forgot, but I remember now, um, I do, do know for a fact, uh, looks like the gold or at least the gold jerseys, are going to be used in the tournament. Um, Again, no comment. True. Like, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. No comment. Sounds good. And we're, we're just going to leave it at that. All right. So, uh, Chris, is that, is that the team you're coaching? Uh, again, sounds good. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I didn't realize we were doing secret society. Okay, cool. How, <laughs> okay, how's cool. my signal? We good? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, it sounds better. All right. Well, then let me be a guest. Ask me some questions. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> well, okay. Well, one of the questions we were asking, are there going to be any full A7FL teams playing in the tournament? So the only team I know that is planning to bring their full squad FL team is actually playing in the championship game as well, and that is the Kryptonite. Oh, wow. So they're going to play in the tournament and then the championship game? Well, yes, because think about it. These guys are, uh, I will call them football money whores, right? <laughs> they get involved they, as, a, as a team. They get involved in things that bring large tournament dollars to them. And the battle at Bullhead is worth 10K and the championship for the league is worth 2,500K. So which one do you think they care about? The 10K. Yeah, Battle of Bullhead. Right. 10K. Yep. So no, it's, I mean, it's uh, pride is one thing, money is another, and they're more concerned about their pocket than they are their pride at this point. So I, I think they fully expect to win both. So it's not even a decision for them. For them, it's like, okay, how can we pad our pockets some more? No, well, you know what? More power to them. Yep. But That'll be they, interesting uh, to see. 
Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. And on top of that, we've got a couple other nationally recognized flag tournament teams that are considering entering as a team and playing with us that aren't currently part of our league that are looking to potentially be part of our league in the spring. I'm going to reserve comment until they're registered and unlocked in because I don't have permission to use their name or branding yet. So until I do, I'm going to stay away from that. But there is a very large possibility that some of the better flag players in the country are going to be out there for battle and even greater possibility they're going to be playing in the spring. That is awesome. So to answer your earlier question there, secret society, yes. (laughs) 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 That that would be a giant yes, 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 and yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm just wanting to see if, if Chris is going to don a jersey and actually put his body on the line while his wife is aware of it. Ooh. Um, not just no, but hell no, because my wife is going to be there this weekend. Right. So um, they're stupid and there's crazy. And I've been married for going on for 29 years. I'm neither stupid or crazy. So thank you very much. The answer <laughs> to that is no. <laughs> He will only be on the sideline as a coach, confirmed. Right on. Yes, well, and if you see me jumping over no players, that's the most that's the most athletic thing you'll see when they're coming sliding off the sidelines. That's the most involved. So we're not going to be able to see your your lightning fast five seven speed. <laughs> Dude, at this point in time, I don't even think it's five seven. You're probably talking six seconds flat if I'm lucky. Well, that's faster <laughs> than Tom Brady ran the combine, isn't it? No, he was five. Uh, yes, yeah, he's he's five. He's five and change. But you know what? Even at six seconds, I I'll tell you honestly, I bet I could get open with some of these cornerbacks. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, oh, I, yeah. All jokes aside, I really asked because I know that you compete out there. But it would be hilarious to see you play. So one of the uh, guys that I've been talking to that we're talking about doing a. Uh, uh, a reality show with just played for uh, the the vibe last season at 51 years old and was a major contributor. So you still you might still have something left in the tank, Chris. Don't don't sell yourself short. Oh man, yeah, I might have something left in the tank. The problem is I've also got an arthritic left knee that doesn't always hold up. Prove that point to myself what, what over I the weekend my when I damn near went down to a knee playing golf. Come on, man. <laughs> my wife, I got plenty left in the tank, but the tank is not connected to the body anymore. There you go. <laughs> right. It's there outside the body. Right. <laughs> it's in a reserve <laughs> tank that I use that I break in case of emergency only. Right. It's got that break glass. Yeah, my, my glass is still strong right. and uh it's unbreakable at this point in time. And my wife, every time I talk to her about it, she's all so uh when are you and Derek gonna start up a 50 plus league? I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> you're just not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> right. I, so, so did you guys have anything else on battle that you had questions about? Because honestly, I don't know the teams and that structure hasn't come together quite yet. Uh, everything's kind of single registrants and people are registering under team names. Some team names we haven't heard of before. Some are teams we have heard, but they don't look like full squads. So I believe that uh, six of existing nine teams in the Nevada division will be represented. It could be more than that. Uh, but as far as full squads, the way you said it, I don't think that's happening. 
except for the crypto, well, possibly. Okay. Well, I'll share one thing with you. It's cold as hell in New Jersey right now. I'll share that with you. Okay. <laughs> Freezing my ass off. And before you got on, oh, you're in New Jersey. Earlier. That's right. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Literally, I was sitting with a guy from New Jersey before I can get on this call, and that was what was holding me up. He's uh, actually going to be at Kenny Pickett's wedding in uh, three or four months. Really? Huh. Yeah, I guess Kenny Pickett's from his hometown and is uh, marrying his <laughs> wife's cousin. Well, that's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm, of course, um, I told him, hey, make sure Kenny knows about the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing my ass off in Oakland, New Jersey. So, I thought that was funny. Oakland, New Jersey. But, Guess what I'm pulling out of my my uh my bag right now? That would be the sweater that I'm wearing home that says A7FL on it, Nevada. What what's, what like size I, is that that sweater? <laughs> Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey hey! It's thick boy season if you didn't know. Uh, okay, so with the jerseys though, I'm seriously, did you end up getting a right size two X or did you get the three X and now it's swimming on you? Uh, I got a 3X that is long on me, but I'm not swimming in it. Interesting. All right. So I Fix got my myself shoulders. a 2X and it was, it felt like a 2X to me. I wasn't like stretching it out. So I, I still think you had a uh, mislabeled one or something, but. I think so too. It, it, it was small enough that, um, uh, you, you'll have another fan during the, uh, spring season that'll be out to watch the games that will probably be wearing it in the early part. And that would be your niece. Aaliyah will be out there with nice. it on because it fits her. <laughs> yeah. That thing looked like an extra meat. It looked like an extra medium to me. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Look like a medium. All right. <laughs> a medium. So yeah. if, before you got on earlier, Derek, me and Chris were talking a little bit about the championship game that's going on as well for the fall season between the kryptonite and the pit bosses. And we gave kind of our takes and how we thought that game would play out and said it was hard to call that game. But since you like to put people on the spot and Chris put me on the spot earlier, now I'm going to go to you. <laughs> Who do you have in this game? Do you have the kryptonite or do you have the pit bosses? I, I've been kind of reserving putting anything out there on this myself. And Casey, I know you're on record as what do you say, 48, 42 in your in your Facebook post, pit bosses. I think I, I yeah, I think it's not, like 55, 55, 48 or something. And that was just to stir the pot and get some things talking. Yeah, I, and I'm definitely going to take the under. I don't think the game is going to be scored as high as uh, we've been discussing. I have not seen any game so far go over eight, like 85 in, in our league. And these guys on both sides have been scoring on defense or have their defense putting them in scoring position more times than not. And I think both sides are going to be a little more careful with the ball, knowing what the other defense is bringing to the table. So I expect a game that's in the 20s and 30s. But uh, to say who's going to win – um, I'm going to go ahead and say just because of the way things have happened and the ebb and flow of the pit bosses from last season to this season and sometimes missing guys. And when they have a full squad, they don't have a full squad. Things are a little different. I'm going to lean kryptonite just because I think that all season 
uh, every time they've been on air, every time they've lost, they've had a cooked in excuse as to why they lost and they've never taken their own responsibility for losing. And as a result, I don't think that when adversity hits them, they're going to be able to uh, put that, push that down enough to get past it. So I'm going to lean kryptonite uh, and I'll say mm, 2834. <laughs> I'm giggling. Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to. Derek, you'll have to uh, listen to this podcast. Um, so Casey and I talked about this. Casey had pit bosses by one. I had pit bosses too close to call. And you have kryptonite. So I think this is a, a very interesting, to say the least, very, very interesting uh, situation. Um, I am not going to change that. I still think that, um, and, and I'll, I'll make my, my, the reason rationale known. The reason why I think pit bosses is because, um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think that it's going to be a very close game and I think it's going to come down to coaching. And as I said earlier, no knock against snow at all love him to death and i think he's he's a um a really good person and a good coach but i think that when you start to know when things come down to coaching i've got to give it to bartley just me Look, I, even playing field all things considered both teams a full squad and playing each other in las vegas i i give the pit bosses the edge however I have not heard Bartley take responsibility for guys not showing up. I've not heard Bartley take responsibility for guys not running his plays. All I've heard is excuses as to why they're losing. And, and with that, I expect guys to not show up and guys to not run his plays. So that will be the excuse. And I think the kryptonite will win. That's just where I'm at. I, I can't, I, I have to, it's hard for me to say history won't repeat itself because history always repeats itself when people don't change. And there's been no assuming responsibility for the negative actions that would happen with the pit bosses. And as a result, that's where I'm at. That, and I say it's a coin flip, but you put me on the spot and that's where, that's what you get from me. Yeah. I, I, hey, I got a problem with it. Yep. Nope. No problem with that at all. So, so, and, and now I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You both said pit bosses and it's prime. I, my, my guess is because the play on the field and the, the, the love for coach Bartley and the, all the interaction we've had with those players. But I want to know on field, what you think Casey gives the pit bosses the edge over the kryptonite. Uh, man. Um, and this is what I've kind of was talking with Chris about. I mean, it's, it's very evenly matched on both sides of the field. I think, where they're going to have the edge in this game is less mistakes. Okay. So I, I that, that's fine. You guys already had your breakdown of the conversation. I, I won't put you on the spot any further. I'll go back and listen to what you said. I'm just looking for something that actually has, that is tangible, right? Less mistakes that what <laughs> creates less mistakes. Why do you think the the pit bosses are going to make less mistakes when they've made more mistakes throughout the season? That doesn't really make sense for, to me. But for that, I'll no, go back and listen and to I, what you said before. I can see what you're saying there, and I I'll put it to you like this: Teams have um, 
they have an opportunity to go one of two ways, especially when they know when they are the problem. So the question mark is, like you said, Derek, is are the pit bosses going to change? And you can listen to what I said. You know, there, there, there's the uh, I get a chance to listen to these guys um, on the field. I get a chance to hear what what's going on off the field. I get a chance to see, you know, how their interaction is, what their hangups are, and what is um, possibly something to put them over the edge. And what I'll say is, I want to give the pit bosses a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And I agree with you. What is going to be the difference? And in my eyes, a team, any football team, when you're playing, when one football team is playing another, usually the team that wins is the one that makes the fewest mistakes. So I agree with you. They've made mistakes. But I also think that this is this is the time where you have to – a coach is, is only going to take you so far. Bartley is a type of coach that could take you over the edge if you allow him to, if you do what's, what's, what's supposed to be done. So do the pit bosses step up and say, this is the championship game. It's no longer a thing of us crying and whining about anything. It's about us. And so that's why I said, in this instance, does it come, come down to coaching? And if it does, I've got to give the edge to Bartley all things being equal. Now, can I sit here and also make a uh, a play for the other side and say, you know what? Kryptonite has kind of uh, made um, the pit bosses play outside of themselves and made them kind of, you know, talk and, and say things and do things that they wouldn't normally do. Heck yeah, saw it. We saw it. We saw it the game after as well. So, what is going to happen? And this is the situation that I just don't know. And that's why I said it's it's tough to call. And if I had to put my money on a situation, can the f- script be flipped? We don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. But if I had to put my money on it and I had to say, okay, you don't have to go with points. Just give me a winner. This time I'm going to have to go with the pit bosses because I think the two teams are that evenly matched. When teams are evenly matched, it's always going to be a 50-50 any given Sunday. But I could also see, like I said, I could play it both ways and say, I could see exactly what you're saying and say, okay, does a leopard change its stripes? No. And I know leopards don't have them, but we say that all the damn time. But that's the situation. Stripes, not spots. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's the situation, and that's truly what I believe is just you have to show a temperament when you're playing this game and you've got to come out and take responsibility. That's, that's what we hear all the time. Even in the pro game, you got to take responsibility for your play. So if the pit bosses come out and take that responsibility for their play, do we see a different team? Bottom line. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you and they've not taken responsibility yet. So this is why I'm leaning the other direction. And mm-hmm. both both points obviously valid. I, I based on history, I don't expect the pit bosses to show up with a full team. And without having a full team, I don't think that they can match up to the Kryptonite and Kryptonite because by virtue of them playing in the tournament and 
playing in the battle and playing in the championship. They're, they're going to have a full team. They're probably going to be tired, but it should be advantage pit bosses. But I, again, I don't expect the football the pit bosses to show up with a full squad. There we are. Yep, and that's how we get to our decisions. So, I just think it's going to be you know bottom line. It is. Uh, it's been a good season. It's been unexpected in some situations and with some teams. It's been very expected with others. Um, but I got to say, I'm impressed with the way this. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with with the way it was. This season was played out. And and maybe to answer your question better now that I've thought about it a little bit. And Derek, um, what the pit bosses do differently, maybe this time isn't so much what they do differently in this game, other than maybe they do show up with the full squad, full squad, and they're not playing in the tournament. So their mind is only on this championship in this game, not on a series of games and then a championship game as well. Yeah, all those things make sense. And right. Ultimately, I'd love to see a full squad play a full squad so we get the absolute best matchup. No excuses. Absolutely. I want the refereeing, the officiating to be absolutely perfect. No excuses. And we see who, who comes out on top. We have not had that yet. So that's where we're at. I would 1,000% agree with you. Um and I would say after the first day, D, I would meet you at the bar. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> after but, a full uh, day out there, the bar sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a very interesting Saturday for sure. And leading into Sunday, it's going to be amazing. And what, what time do our games kick off on Saturday for everybody? 10 o'clock Vegas, not 10 o'clock Arizona, 10 o'clock Vegas. So we are updating everything to make sure it shows at Vegas and Arizona times, forgetting that Arizona has a different uh, setup when it comes to daylight saving times as us, and everything's been set up with the Fox affiliate to broadcast based on Vegas times. So we're sticking with Vegas times for everything and doing an update for the Arizona folks to know uh, what the situation will look like for them. Okay. So that's 10 a.m. So Vegas, 10 o'clock Vegas, 9 a.m. 11 o'clock, or 11 a.m. 11 o'clock. Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Yep. Thank you. However that works. Yes. <laughs> They're an hour ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you go out there and fly out there as much as I have, you, you kind of remember that. Yeah, an hour ahead <laughs> and uh, light years behind. Yep. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, always, it's always fun coming home from Vegas during this time of the year because you uh, – your your flight leaves at four o'clock, let's say, and you get into Vegas at four oh five. It's beautiful. <laughs> like, man, that was fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Five minutes of flight. Hey, that's great. Let's do it again. So well, you guys enjoy um your evenings. I don't know if we're looking to wrap stuff up or not. I know it's um oh man, it's nine fifty five my time. I hate yeah, the yeah. East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So usually our our hour and 30 minute uh, deal would be wrapping up in 11 minutes. So uh, I just want to make sure we hit the bullet points already. So we covered uh, last week's games. You guys kind of recap those and talked about how they went down. 
Eh, not so much. Um, <laughs> we were talking about we we're talking more about the championship and moving forward than we were looking back. Um, if we want to do a quick recap, we can and kind of give thoughts on on that. I mean, we we did talk about um, uh, OTT and we did talk about some of the games, but we didn't talk about them as much as we should have. You know, and if, and if I'm being honest, I think the uh, three on one podcast with Matt Ryan, Corey Hammond, and Rob Fabian did a very very good job covering a lot of what happened, at least in the Hunters versus Pit Bosses game. Uh, so I don't think we need to beat that dead horse. We'll just tell everybody, if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go listen to the original podcast of the A7FL, the three-on-one podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, starring our broadcast team, Matt Ryan, Rob Fabian, and Corey Hammonds. Corey Hammonds, he will Corey Hammonds. And... Uh, one of the things they touched on is one of the things I do want to just get some opinion for you guys on. Uh, we heard from those guys that uh, Coach Ray of the Hunters actually benched Keuno as quarterback the first two series because he wasn't running the plays that Coach Ray was calling. And it got the Hunters down by two touchdowns before Keuno came in the game and actually started scoring. So I, I understand lesson lessons and teaching lessons and it's a practice season that we happen to have on tv which is really cool on our side but uh he's catching a lot of heat from the other side of the ball uh, so from the three on one we're the other side of the ball did i miss something from, yeah, from, from, from the other side which is called the three on one so anyway <laughs> so so that was talked about and then obviously you had uh the ott uh short their two star players uh, for the first half of their game and as a result could not get it all together when when they finally got there to make it a competitive game so uh and all of those things and how that all happened obviously comes it in, plays into the conversations that we had earlier about pit bosses versus kryptonite this is a practice season Guys are taking it serious but not as serious as they would a pro season so as a result I just don't see historically because of what i've seen the pit boss is showing up with us with a full squad ready to compete because it's not in vegas not at their normal times and there'll be a ton of excuses as to why well and i'll, I'll tell you this man look if we're going to take a look back first off and and just say you know kono being uh benched um there's a reason you have a coach and if you're not you know if the coach is the leader of the team then you kind of got to do what the coach is telling you to do. You know, if you don't agree with it, have that conversation on the sidelines, have that conversation in the, in the practices. But bottom line, he's coaching for a reason. If not, there's no reason for him to be there. And then we, we go back and forth with what all of us talked to Corey about, which was, you know, uh, strictly about the fact of, of even having a coach compared to a player coach. So, you know, these guys are out there doing it for a reason. And sometimes disciplinary reasons happen. And let's face it, if, if that was college or the NFL, same thing could easily happen, but then you become labeled. And once you're labeled, and I'm not saying KUNO's labeled by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is once you become labeled as, as being a, a player that doesn't want to listen to a coach, nobody wants you. You become uncoachable. And nobody wants that type of player on their team. So all yep. I'm saying is, if you're if you're out there playing a sport 
you're doing it. You're doing it for the right reasons. Listen to your coach. Well, and I agree with you a thousand percent. The, the response to that, however, is this is the A7FL where we are the only division that really has coaches and the best teams in the country have player coaches and those guys are making the most of the talent they have on the field. And instead of trying to wedge guys into their system, they're taking the guys and building a system around what their talents are. Not saying that one way is better than the other, but in the A7FL specifically, it's proven to be more beneficial to build around your talent than it is to try to make people play your system. And I will take that a step further, Derek, and I'll say, you just said it. They don't have coaches out there. So we don't know and they don't know how much more talented they could be or how much better they could be if they had coaches because they've always done it this way. You know, when you have um, people that are out there making money and they're like, well, I've always done it this way. And then somebody comes up and shows them a different way to do it and they make even more money. All of a sudden, oh, well, their way was better. We all seen that. It doesn't matter well, to me. It's just a matter of if this is the way you've chosen to go, so be it. You know, you could give you could give Coach Flack all you want. You could say anything you want about the man. The fact of the matter is, you know, talking to the man, he's a good dude, and he just wants what's right for the team. So I'm not going to down him. He chose to do what he did, and you know, <laughs> we all got to understand sometimes you know, the, the player is not bigger than the team. For sure. So, but, and, and I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I, no. if I'm, if I'm coach Ray, I'm looking at my system, I'm looking at my talent and I'm trying to figure, I'm looking at both and say, okay, what's my best move. Right. But yeah. you, you can either be, if when you get Lamar Jackson to show up as your quarterback, if you try to make him a pocket passer, it's not going to work out well for you, right? I mean, it's not that he's not a good pocket passer, but what Lamar Jackson brings to the table is the run threat that makes his throwing threat that much better. So true. In, yep, in, true. My, in, in my world, and I'm not saying Coach Ray didn't do this. Don't get it twisted. I, I'm not at their practices. I don't know what's going on. If it's me coaching that team, I'm like, all right, Kayuno, first play, we're going to do fake dive. You're running the ball. So everyone needs to know they need to respect your run. And then from there, we're going to have some fun with these dudes, make them think we're running and throw the ball, make them think we're throwing and run the ball. That's, that's how, but that's how I coach. And Chris, you've seen that. Like yeah. we gash people with a run in the first play. Like, okay, we need to respect that. And then we never run the ball again. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah. Play action but, all the way. Right. But uh, and no no shade on Coach Ray. He obviously had a fantastic season. He got the best out of the players he got. He took a, a team that did not even have their preseason, uh, I guess we'll say pro uh, projected superstar show up and play, and still had the best record in the league going into the going into the playoffs. That says a lot yeah. about your coaching. That says a lot about your organization. That says a lot about the way you do things. Whether your star player was willing to fall in line or not, you got him to do things for you, and you put a team around him that was a winner, period. Yeah. Yep. And we now know who the um, the superstar is on that squad. Yes, but we do. I think, mm -hmm. And look, I'll be the first one to say it. 
every so often you need to have those the coach needs to do those types of things like what he did to send a message to the rest of the players and sometimes even the KO know himself and I agree with you Derek you have to you have to play and coach to your team's strengths period and I get that but at the same time every once in a while you discipline a superstar and everybody else falls in line and now you don't have the problems for sure, so, except for except for their problem is they're not in the championship game. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, lesson <laughs> learned. Lesson learned. We we've all seen it. Lesson learned. And when those lessons are learned, you know what happens the next season. Nine times out of ten, you see that team come back stronger. Yep. Agreed. So, agreed. Which is why I appreciate them doing it in the fall and setting the record straight in the fall, and then seeing how that works to his advantage in the spring. And I'm sure it will. Oh, no. Aside from aside oh, from the fact yeah, that he won't have Kuno in his squad, right? So uh, he's going to have to replace that, and hopefully he can replace it with something that fits his what he needs, and he'll be successful that way. Because you know, as the three on one guys basically detail that out, Kuno was responsible for eighty percent plus of their total offense. So well. if if he's got a suitable replacement who knows how to run his wishbone offense the right way and they can do all the things that make it strong, then they've got a really good shot to come in the spring, and I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited to see what that <laughs> system looks like when they've had six weeks to put it together and then step on the field week one on March 26th. Right. I wish we'd get to see it with Kuno behind quarterback because that would be, I think, they would be a very dominant force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and what happens if Kuno ends up on, you said a dominant force, what happens if Kuno ends up on the force? Oh Lord! Hmm. What happens if Kuno ends up as the quarter or as the quarterback of OTT, and now you've got G Hurd in the backfield, Savion Cunningham as the wide receiver, and Kuno oh, as the quarterback? Gee. Yeah, there you go. There's there's some things that could happen. What happens there's if Kuno ends up on the gold and is the slot receiver for Jeremiah Reeves? There's a lot of really cool things that could happen with him leaving the Hunters, and we all. Uh, will be blessed in seeing what that might be if he decides to come back and play. I truly hope he does. He said he was done, but I'm hoping that just means he was done with the Hunters because of how that all went down, but I guess we'll see. So that was the major thing on uh, that game. And then you had OTT, uh, who was without Savion and without G for the first half of that game. And I mean, I don't know if they were there that the outcome is the final outcome is different, but I, I know for certain that the return game is different. I know for certain that the quarterbacking is a little different. And I know that if G and Willie and Willie Perry were interchanging like they had been, that they probably would have had a better showing as well. So it's a it's a very interesting thing to talk and think about when it comes to this practice season that this practice season has become one of the greatest seasons I've been involved with. And it was practice <laughs> on TV <laughs> looks so right. good. And, and, and nope. And everybody took it serious. Like it was the real deal. And I, I appreciate every single coach, every single player, every single staff member who gave this their all knowing we we're going to be on TV and it looked needed to look right. Even though it was our practice season, it was like the best, version of an NFL preseason we probably could have had and way more exciting than what the NFL puts on, if you ask me. Oh, well, absolutely, by just, far. Just think think of how excited you got to be for the fall season. Because, I mean, the, the spring, uh, spring season. season because of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. How much, yeah. if, and, if this is practice, 
practice. As Alan Iverson said, practice, this is a practice season. And now we're going to go into the regular season. I can't imagine what this is going to bring. And you said we're going to have 12 teams? It, no, that I did say that. But uh, after talking to the league, that is done. We will be okay. eight teams. Th- those eight teams might not be the eight teams that we're thinking. Well, I mean, look, yeah. bottom line, when I take a look, when I take a look at the talent that has been in this practice season and you start to spread that talent out among eight teams, good God, this is, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. season. Th- this fall season was that exciting and there was no force. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's how and fire the spring's going to be. Chris said and in the spring, it would wait. be. Chris said it in the spring, it would be amazing to see, you know, and it could be if it was set up that way, be a, like a Las Vegas versus Las Vegas championship. And we said, well, we know that's not going to happen. That's not how it's set up. But why couldn't it be a Las Vegas versus Las Vegas Western final to see who goes to the national championship? That, I, I don't know what the playoff structure is actually going to be. I've seen seven different iterations of it. One of them was East versus West in a final. Right. So the right. one that the one that I like, the one that I think the one that I hope they come out with, well, kind of is East versus West in the championship where there's 16 teams, eight on the East, eight on the West that make the tournament. So eight teams, including Ohio in the West and eight teams with Massachusetts, Baltimore, oh, sorry, Maryland, New Jersey and Florida in the East is the way I'm hoping it goes down now. If you had asked me a month ago, I would have told you that I don't like that. I A month ago, I would have said that I don't think the West should automatically make it to the championship when the championship has been two Eastern teams after a, tri- after a season of attrition every year. It's weird to automatically place a team from the West in it. But after watching our fall season and seeing how – the play has gotten better that we're going to have our own gauntlet in Vegas and LA is going to have their own gauntlet. And I know what Ohio's bringing to the table when those teams all play each other and match up. I think that that Western champion should be able to give the Eastern champion a game. I'm just thinking it could be another blowout. And that's not what I want to see in our a seven FL championship. That, and that's where that that's my hesitance and reticence with it being East versus West. Like I've seen what the best the West had to offer versus the best the East had to offer. And it wasn't pretty. That's where I'm at. Hey, I, well, I agree with that. I hear you. I hear you. But after seeing what I saw and these, these guys getting used to the uh, gameplay, um, I don't know that it's going to be. And, and you know, Again, I've got to take a step back and reserve uh, the right to, to change my mind on this. But I watched that championship game, and I agree with you, Derek. I, I think that um, the force was uh, wasn't ready. I mean, let's—I'm not going to dig into it too much more than that, and just say I don't think they were ready. But after what I saw this season and this practice season, to see that go into the regular season. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, well, that means that the, anybody that comes out of the West is going to be, uh, you know, able to, to take it to the East Coast teams. 
that have been doing it for a while. But I think you're going to get a uh, more of a co competitive game than you had last year in the champion from the West because I'm starting to see these guys pick up this game and make it their own. Last year, I saw a lot of hesitancy and a lot of mistakes. This year, I'm seeing more and more teams playing to the uh, playing to the limit of the rules, which is, I think, what you have to do to become a champion. And I like what I'm seeing from these guys. I'm seeing defenses getting better. I'm seeing offenses getting better. I'm seeing quarterbacks picking up and throwing the ball much better. I'm seeing more diverse plays offensively. It's not just, you know, hey, we're going to put our best seven against your best seven. I see a lot of difference, uh, different things happening in this league that I didn't see the first season. So I'm very interested to see what happens in the spring. Me too. I, I, my, and my thing is not about talent level or what these guys are going to bring to the table. What it is is every team that's gone to play a championship-level team from back east has gotten blown out. And I feel like until we, until the West has proven that they can compete with a championship level team from the East, that the league maybe shouldn't arbitrarily make it a East versus West thing. And when it comes to like, let's say the, the final four, there should maybe be a reseeding so that the championship right. game, it doesn't automatically become East versus West. If that's the way it's going down, that's the thing. I don't even, the schedule was supposed to drop today. I was busy from 6.30 a.m. till right now because I've been straight in meetings and then jumped on this podcast. I literally haven't had a chance to look to see if the schedule actually dropped or if there's a Facebook notice or anything like that. Have you guys seen it? Did you go looking? Today was supposed to be mm -hmm. the schedule drop. I didn't no, know I didn't that. Know otherwise, I would have went looking. But, right. but let, me, let me just say this, and let me ask the question. How does a um, West Coast team start to measure up to an East Coast team unless they play them? So unless you're talking well, that's about regular season, then how, how else are you going to do it except in a championship? Well, that's what I said. When you get to the final four, do a reseeding. You don't make it just if, – if the structure is East versus West, you don't make it East versus West in the final. You do a reseeding and make sure that the two best teams end up playing each other in championship, not the best team from one region versus the best team from another region. I, I can understand that, but I, I look back at um, yeah, the 90s and the NFL, and we all knew that the team that came out of the NFC was going to blow out the team in the AFC, and that has, has uh, that flipped, and now it's, it's a toss-up. And I think that, you know, whether it's that way or not, I think that the game should be played, and I think that, um, you know, if we were to go back to any of these guys, now granted, not everybody has played the East Coast teams. Only the force has, and the teams that were on, the players that were on the force have have had that opportunity to play those teams. But at the same time, I think that if we went and asked any of these teams right now, "Hey, would you go play a team from the East Coast?" I don't think anybody would say no, because of course they would. They, stepping they up to, to play the they, game. They think they can win, but I don't think the NFL is a fair comp, right? I think uh, college football is a fair comp. So do you think the champion from the Mountain West has a chance against the champion champion from the ACC? So I will have to put it to you this way. Oh, well, I don't on. think that's a fair comp either. Why is that? Because I think that the when you have the Mountain West teams, you're talking about 
um, in college, you're talking about being able to recruit and you're bringing in players that you might have players that go to the ACC to play on those teams from the West Coast because they know they're going to get more uh, more looks from scouts and being able to play on TV. Okay, if that's the case, then you're, then you're if that's the case, then your NFL assessment is completely shit because yes, everyone comes they're from everywhere. <laughs> like both. you can't both absolute you, shit. There's no but, there's no but, correct but, way to look at this. But the comp is more accurate when you're talking about college football, where you have a division that plays within their division only, maybe plays one or two teams outside the division, and then they have to go play a national playoffs well, I mean, I mean, it's more, it's, if i'm gonna look at that and i'm gonna look at more of a, of an even i mean not evenly matched but you could have blowouts i would say sec versus acc before i would say mountain west because a lot of the teams in the mountain west don't even rank in the top in the top 20 no there's two that are there's two that are perennially in the top 25 in san diego state and boise state but regardless i've I, until so here's my, my assessment is until a team from the west gives a team a championship caliber team from the east a run for their money mm-hmm. i don't i personally didn't want to see the playoff structure the way that it could be structured with east versus west now fast forward to today and thinking that that's the way it's going to go down mm-hmm. i'm okay with it because i want to see the west work out their shit the east work out their shit and give one of these western teams a chance to knock off an eastern team after running the gauntlet of the west so i've gotten to a point where i've accepted that if that's the way it goes down it's good for me and more importantly if the championship is in las vegas that makes then i want to see a western team represented there and hopefully it's a vegas team because that will be the best for the league overall to have a hometown team playing the championship game in front of hometown fans be completely unfair against the team from the east but fuck them <laughs> well, there you go you know what hold there on hold on let's, yep. let's back up let's back up there let's back up there a little bit let's back up there a little bit would do you think do you really think that it would have been such a blowout if it was the eastern team coming to play um the force, the force. here in vegas rather than the force having to travel out there twice no, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have been as big of a blowout for sure. I think BIC okay. would have still won, but maybe by two or three touchdowns, not but not 63 to 19. And so that, that tells us something right there. So now we're talking about um, the challenge of travel, because what if BIC doesn't, isn't able to bring some of their big guns? What right. if there's a couple players that they're not able to bring out? So there's, there's where I'm saying that I, I don't think – um, when I when you said it and you said, well, wait a minute, Chris, it's not a it's not a fair comparison. You're right, and I don't think the NFL is. I mean, the college is either because when you have your big guns going up against your big guns, everybody travels. In this situation, you got players that aren't going to be able to travel from time to time. So, are we necessarily going to see the best versus the best? Now, last time I checked, Force didn't didn't cry or, or complain about getting that ass whooped back east and they weren't able to bring out their full squad so now if we were to have a squad from the east coast travel without their full squad and maybe wind up losing out here to vegas are we going to hear the same thing are they going to bitch about it or are they going to not say a word about it and just take the l so 
we've got to when when we're comparing these things that's where i have to compare uh the apples to the apples rather than apples to oranges because you've got to look at it that way we know that these guys might not be able to travel as a full team a full squad so there's where we might see the differences yeah adding an additional element to it certainly changes the perception and like i said i'm cool with it now just as a sports fan I don't think it was it would be the right move, but as uh, taking off my sports fan cap and putting on my guy who's in control of the western portion of the A7 FL, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, hell yeah, I want that, right? I got a th- I got a fifteen out of sixteen shot to having a representative in the championship game. Of course, I want that, but exactly. my sp- put, taking that hat off and putting my sports fan hat back on, I'm like. I don't know if that's yeah, the right maybe one. not necessarily what you want to see. Yeah. So well, either way it goes, the fact of the matter is we have that as a reality while we move forward. And we know whether we, it's a we don't know we don't know if we have that as a reality. That's just the that's one no. of the things that have been presented to us that might be the way it goes. So okay. so this is all conjecture. This is uh, if it goes this way, I feel this way. If it goes this feel that way, I feel this way. And it's fun to talk about, just like the right. preseason top ten, the three on one, did eight weeks ago, and we laughed at their selections. Like, it, yeah. okay, <laughs> but it's all conje- it's all conjecture, and we, I mean, the teams that they listed might not even be in the league this season. Who, who knows? But uh, I, I'm happy we're having the conversation. It's great to talk about, and I'm glad we covered last week's games, and you guys covered next week, and it is an hour and 45 minute podcast now. So I'm going to encourage Casey to try to <laughs> wind this thing down and, and get us back with our families and Chris to get some sleep. Cause I'm sure you got big meetings coming up. Ah, that I do. 8.30 tomorrow morning. Ouch, that's right. in 10 hours. Yeah, yep, I'm going to get some sleep for sure. Alrighty, well, then I will go ahead and start to wind this thing down. I want to thank Chris for joining me early on in the podcast and being here the whole time. Derek, thank you for jumping on when you were able to after all your meetings and your busy, busy day. Um, I hope you gentlemen have a wonderful night. I am the host of the show, Casey Cox. That is Derek Duncan and Chris Vera. This is The Other Side of the Ball. And until next time, we will see you on The Other Side of the Ball. Website. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like